Hello there, this is Todd Clever in Japan, and you're listening to Rugger Matrix USA. Indeed you are. That's Todd Clever. We've tracked him down in Japan for episode 26. Just what is he doing there in Japan? We're going to find out. It's all part of the World Cup plan. And welcome back to Bruce McLean. Hello and welcome to Rugger Matrix USA, episode 26. I'm happy to say that uh, my good friend Bruce McLean is back with us this week. Hello to you, Bruce. Yeah, I'm back and you got a big show lined up. That's excellent. Uh, bit of a su- clever, bit, bit of a surprise for you, Bruce. Yeah, that was good. That was good. I'm really happy about that. Gave me some, uh, gives me some good news that uh, I haven't had a whole lot of good news in the past month. So, and and I, I'd like to I- express my thanks to all the people in the rugby community who've expressed their condolences and and expressed their concerns about my mother over the past month, and uh, and I appreciate it greatly. You're all wonderful people, and thank you very much. But it's time to get to the show, and let's talk about happy things. A guy who has a really happy contract, a guy who has a really happy life and is not going to have to play 65 times a year. He's going to actually be able to be healthy and, and, and ready to rock during the World Cup. What's going on, Todd? Hey, no, no, it's good to be back on the show. I think I was on uh, on show number two, and uh, no, it's good. I've been I've been listening to you guys, and uh, things uh, things have been going uh, going great for you. So I'm happy to be back. We're happy to have you on Skype because I think we had you at uh, Atlanta Airport on a dodgy mobile uh, last time <laughs> around. But uh, Todd, great to speak to you. Well, just talk us through it. You, you're in Japan, and I know you're hooked up with Eddie uh, Eddie Jones, who is going to be on the international show uh, tomorrow. By the way, um, what's it like? Yeah, no, it's uh, I've I've been here for six days, and uh, you know it's been nonstop, uh, just getting things sorted from you know uh, the customs and getting my visa uh, ready to open up a bank, uh, to getting a cell phone, cable, internet. You know, it's just been uh, been pretty crazy. Um, but uh, but the Suntory's been great with uh, with the liaisons and the, and the uh, interpreters with with helping me along with everything. So uh, so it's gone gone by smooth, but very 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 busy. Todd, when does the rugby start? Um, the, the rugby. What's that? I, I was going to say, when does the rugby start? And how many players are Japanese, and how many players are English speaking? And how did, And I was wondering how they organize that in practice when you're trying to understand each other and the coaches for that matter. Yeah, no, I mean, I can tell it's going to be a bit of a challenge, but, uh, you know, n- never to shy away. The, the rugby season actually starts uh, uh, for the top league September, early September. So uh, so, so luckily with with my shoulder and rehab, it looks like I'm on track to uh, to, to be ready right when the season kicks off. So So that's all good news on my side. Um, with with the uh, with with the Japanese and, and and everything, there's about um, five foreigners, five or six foreigners on on the, on the side, um, and the rest are Japanese. But uh, I would I would say a good fifty percent of the Japanese players speak uh, you know uh, English, broken English, or pretty good English. So it's uh so it's not too bad to communicate with with all of them. And and I, I've I've booked myself into uh, Japanese lessons. I've already taken two of them in the in the week 
and uh, you know, so I'm pretty excited on uh, learning the new language and and uh, learning little by little. Todd, have you already picked up on the fact that uh, in many ways in the Japanese competition, that training is even more important than the games themselves? Yeah, I mean, I've heard that coming through, and you know, and I've had opportunities to come to Japan, uh, you know, once before, and and it just didn't suit me right, just because you know the the coaches, you know weren't uh you know top notch and, and and that's one of the big reasons why you know i came here is because eddie jones is you know you know world known you know one of the top coaches in, in the world so um for me it's um you know the, the training times you kind of hear horror stories that you're training you know six seven hours a day and you know no breaks or anything like that but uh, to tell you the truth the reason why that they train so much is uh, i mean these japanese players are are, are dedicated they, they love it they, they love having the boots on they love being in the gym they just love being at the union, and uh, you know, no wonder why they're improving so much. It's because the, these guys have a lot of heart uh, that they put into their game. When they would, when they were on, remember the movie Stripes, and they were <laughs> teaching the English as a second language course, and they were like, "Da do, run, run, run." Is that what you all like in Japanese? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, Bruce. I, I I don't know, but I'm not too familiar with that movie. But uh, you should I'm, actually, I'm, you I'm, should I'm, actually videotape yourself in Japanese lessons. Just have yourself videotaped, so that when you could, like, you could actually see how bad your accent is. Because you know how we make fun of people who have a wacky accent in America. They can make fun of you for having a wacky accent in Japan, and it could be pretty entertaining stuff. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm and sure a Juro, Juro can put it up on Heaven's Game, and and, and, and you know two million people can look at it. Yeah, uh, you know, you know, Bruce, I, I think I make myself uh, look like a fool enough as it is without you know speaking <laughs> Japanese. So uh, I'll, I'll pass on that one. <laughs> well, the last time I caught up with you in person was when we did our uh, TV interview on beautiful Coogee Beach. Can you uh, and that was earlier on in the season of the Super 14. Can you talk to me about how um, how you thought it went up? Because uh, geez, the Lions had copped a couple of big uh, heavy defeats. But what was it like aiming up week after week when that um, that was happening? Yeah, it was it was tough, you know, and, and it was it was it was tough on me physically, you know, because I was I was I was injured. I uh, got injured on tour halfway through it. Um, but, uh, you know, it was more ment- it was more mentally, uh, tough and, and challenging, uh, trying to get up for it and training and, and getting geared up and, you know, looking around you and, and, and the, and the spirits aren't as, uh, as high as they, they, they should be. And, you know, it, it, it just something was lacking and, and it, it was, it was disappointing, um, being, being part of it and being injured and really couldn't be a force and I couldn't finish the season, um, but uh, you know, there's there's a lot of changes that are being made at the Lions, and and I know that I know that they're good changes, and I know that they'll be uh, be uh, you know improving, and and I and I guarantee you they won't be uh, you know at the, at the bottom of the le- uh, log again. Hey Todd, I got a, I got a couple questions. Were you able to check out the Churchill Cup? And second question, were you able to check out the Italy versus South Africa tests? And because I mean, going into the World Cup, I think I think that everybody can can look and say that tremendous success would be had if you were able to defeat Italy. And and did 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 you see any opportunities? If you saw those tests, did you see any opportunities? Because I certainly did. I mean, it, it Italy looked like there are ways that we could beat them. And 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 I was just wondering what your take was. 
Yeah, no, I mean, uh, this this last uh, last few weeks have been pretty pretty crazy from my side. I mean, I, w- I was in uh, Colorado for, for some of the Churchill Cup, um, and I was with the boys, and, uh, you know, kind of, you know, being around the team was really good, speaking to the guys and, you know, rallying things up and, you know, letting them know, you know, this is, you know, we're, what, 14 months out from the World Cup, and, you know, this is the time to shine. Um, you know, so I was able to catch catch a game in Colorado. I, I flew basically straight Colorado to uh, California. Was there for two days, then flew to South Africa. Um, you know, caught a couple of soccer World Cup games, uh, and uh, and I actually went to the Test match, uh, South Africa versus Italy. And and you're right. You know, there is opportunities, and there, that we can uh, you know you know have have a great game against Italy. Uh, they, they look fit. They looked uh, well drilled. Uh, saw some openings where we could uh, definitely uh, definitely do it, but uh, like I said, there's 14 14 months till the till the kickoff for the World Cup, and uh, you know they have another six nations. We have another time, some more time together. So I think both squads are gonna gonna improve immensely, and uh, you know it's uh, you know that that is one of the games that uh, I th- I think we're gonna you know key on and and, and really want to put our put our uh, you know best performance best 15 and uh, you know um, give them a good run and and then hopefully uh, get a W out of it Italy did all right in that first test didn't they Todd but in the second test uh, the South Africans really muscled up and uh, showed physically how much better they are than a lot of teams and and Italy learned a pretty big lesson didn't they yeah, I mean, you know, Italy Italy came in with uh, you know uh, pretty strong on the first one, and South Africa, you know, wasn't the str- uh, strongest side that uh, uh, that they have, but uh, you know they had some star players in there that you know kind of were just going through the motions, and and that just kind of shows you with Test rugby, it doesn't matter who you're playing, you know, if you're playing against the top quality or 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 midway through, you know, second tier. Uh, country that uh, you know a test match is a test match and a lot's on the line and people are playing with all, with all they have and uh, you can't take anything lightly before Bruce comes back in I wanted to ask another question on the the vein of the lines when we spoke earlier in the year you said you wanted to to take a lot out of it and learn what did you learn about this year about your play yeah I was I was really excited for at the beginning of the year and um, having a good opportunity to to get some good playing time and uh, you know, and, and, and improve my worth, uh, you know, for, for as a rugby player. Um, you know, I, I, I you know, as, as bad as the, the season was for the Lions, I still learned a lot. You know, we had we had a good coaching staff, we had a good uh, strength and conditioning coach. Um, so I mean, sort of, you know, where, where areas were going bad, you can always take positives out of it. And uh, you know, I, I think I did that, and I, and I, you know, we played a running style game, and you know, that's exactly what I want to do. You know, I don't, I don't want to, you know, play crash ball. I want to, you know, have a go in, in our own 22. I want to support players. I want to uh, link up with guys, and and then uh, you know, bring some physical aspect of that. Of that, that's my that's my game that I like to play. So um, you know, I, I learned some things, and you know, and, and things that I'm going to take here, and things I'm going to take. Uh, to back with the U.S. and and I'm just I'm just really excited to uh, you know get back on the field and get that rugby itch again for uh, for not playing for the last couple months. Todd, what kind of things did you learn in, in uh, contact area that could perhaps help some of the younger U.S. players who are listening, as as far as being a ball carrier and being the first up supporter, and then on the flip side being a tackler and being the the first man in or or the double tackle guy, and what did you learn in, in, in the Super 14 that 
people could probably take back and, and easily help, not easily, but with a bit of work, help us improve dramatically in the contact area. Yeah, um, you, you know, right now rugby rugby union is is sort of on, on the fringe of trying to trying to get on the same page, and and you really have to feel out the ref to uh, you know when, when you're when you're on on the on defense, you know, and how 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 much you can test that ball and how much uh, of a contest uh, it is to to win it, poach it, you know, turnover or or drive through. So it's uh, you know I've been watching you know Northern Hemisphere rugby, Southern Hemisphere rugby, international rugby, and and all of it is a bit different in, in how uh, how they're refing the game. So you know you got you got to play towards towards the ref, but um, you know it's as a as a player you know you want you want to you want to be the first one if you're on offense or defense. So it's uh, it's going to take a lot of hard work and and hustle and 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 know uh, and pick out your breakdowns and 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 just be uh, be smart and be a student through through the game and and during the game. Well, being smart is one of the best things that uh, Eddie Jones can give to any player. And uh, it was a great coach that I love working with because uh, there's no, I can tell you now, uh, Todd, if you haven't picked it up, there's no one that's more obsessed about the, the minutiae of a game. Uh, what, what's your interaction with Eddie been like so far from a technical point of view? Or has it all been too much of a rush so far? Yeah, is it, we've had a couple chats uh, chats about the, about the game and how we want to play it, and uh, you know exactly what you said. We're on the same page and and, and attacking, and you know and that that's uh, what Suntory Rugby's been known to do in in, uh, in Japan top league, and you know that's why they've been you know semifinalists and finalists for for, for so many so many years in a row. Um, yeah, Eddie, Eddie uh, Eddie's a great coach. Um, you can tell already uh, just how he uh, orchestrates, you know, his other coaches, his uh, strength and conditioning, his, you know, just game time management, practice time management, and uh, you can just kind of see it all molding together and, uh, you know, com- coming in coming in grips. How do you uh, how do you find the strength and conditioning that you do in South Africa, Japan? Any different than what you do in America, or what you did at Mark Crick's uh, facility when you guys were trying to get in shape for um, for the World Cup prior to this one? Well, I think Bruce, they've got their shirts on, don't they? That's the first difference. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I was gonna go there, and I decided I already broke his chops about the Japan two bomb well, run thing. Well, I, I had to, I thought I'd jump in. There you go. So yeah. <laughs> two on one. Yeah. And you know what? I don't know if they have their shirts on in, in South Africa or in Japan either. <laughs> but we'll see. Let's, oh. let's let Todd tell us. First things first, Todd. Do you have your shirt on when you're working out in Japan and South Africa? <laughs> uh, it depends if the camera's on or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, well, what about the rest of it then? <laughs> no, I'm, the... the um, the difference uh, is really just the strengthening conditioning coach itself. You know, every coach has his sort of uh, theories, and every coach has his techniques, and um, you know, and and it's all Pacific Pacific uh, oriented, like position oriented. So you know, in, in with the U.S., you know, Dave Williams does a great job for the time he has with us, and uh, I'm sure he'd make you know much bigger leaps and bounds if he was with us. You know. Two, three, four times more than he, than we are actually assembled together, and that and that's the that's the sad thing about you know the Eagles and you know the preparation time. I mean, we're 14 months out from the World Cup, and you know it's not like we're going to spend that much time together uh, be, before the actual uh, tournament itself. 
um, in uh, in South Africa and here in Japan, you know, they're, we're, we're full-time athletes, we're full-time, you know, professional rugby players, so they can mold us into the what they want, you know, they, you know, Pacific, uh, um, j- just what position you are and, and sort of what your goals are, they help you meet them, you know, with nutritionists, with, uh, with, with different workouts, and everything is all individually, individually run, and they're able to keep close tabs on you. What about uh, the outcome of the Churchill Cup itself? And uh, I know you didn't get to see the whole tournament, but you would have been aware of, of how it ended up and, uh, and Canada obviously getting through to the, to the main final against the Saxons. But uh, the US getting through to France uh, in the uh, plate final, uh, a satisfactory result. We had Eddie O'Sullivan on last week. Yeah, I mean, can't be too satisfied with, with with a loss, you know, and especially with not a, not a strong side. But you know, I, I, the guys when I was there at the beginning, uh, you know, look good, and and everybody's getting on that same page, and everybody's uh, you know trying trying to you know come to grips with uh, you know peaking at the right time. So I mean, it's it's not uh, it's not the end of the world. Um, but it, it's something, it's, it's, it's a gut check, and, and, it, and it shows what we need to uh, do, how we need to do it, and, uh, you know, next assembly, when it comes November, when we have those three test matches overseas, um, you know, that's the, t- that's the time to um, implement all the, all the things that uh, we, we've been working on. Uh, Bruce, before you jump in again, I, I just wanted to hark back to a comment that Paul Keeler made around the playoff for the uh, Super League Championship. And, uh, you know, it was about the American style, about how how the East Coast team and New York Athletic Club, different style to the West Coast team and San Francisco Golden Gate. And uh, he, he really, really wasn't sure about the American style. Has it started to develop in time, uh, the style that'll take you to hopefully a couple of wins or at least a win or so at the World Cup? Um, you know, I, I, I don't spend enough time in, in the States and I don't watch enough, you know, Super League rugby or division rugby. I was able to see the finals for all the divisions. I was able to see a test match with the Eagles. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say that we have a style. I would say that, you know, um, Eddie O'Sullivan has brought in, brought, brought, uh, you know, a style that we want that he wants to play and and, and what he thinks is going to be the best you know to to do at the world cup and uh you know no, no one's to argue anything else and everybody's buying into it and any style of rugby is good as long as you know 15 guys on the field are on the same page and have bought into it and uh that all one all have that same goal of 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 to win what do you think bruce uh of where the eagles are at in that sort of philosophy uh, this far out from the World Cup? Well, a couple things on that, Bronk. I think that the Eagles are one of the things you recognized against, against France and against the Saxons is that while they are a, a ways away, they're not that far off. There's certain things that they can, that they can change that can really help their, help their game. First thing, you know, they, they struggled a little bit in the scrum, and I think that that was – Due to the fact that you know maybe Sprague and 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 Will Johnson and a couple other people, the, you know they were trying, they tried a little bit of a Pittman had come back, tried a combination there, didn't have a whole lot of backup in there. So I you know bringing Tony Papor on, he was new. So I think that the scrum is an area that you could shore up relatively quickly. 
because 95% of coaching the scrum happens before the engagement. And that's what most people don't understand. You don't have to know a whole lot about scrummaging to be a good scrum coach. You have to know a whole lot about setting up and, and distance and alignment. Um, you know, not, not to, I'm, I'm not diminishing the other parts of it, but setting it up is, 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 is critical. I think that the line-out is going to come. I think that the line-out will be – I thought it was okay, and I think it's going to get better when you bring in Todd and Hayden Smith. That gives us a lot of options. It allows us to run short line-out options, allows us to, to, run, um, to run full line-out options, essentially where we would have five jumpers in the middle and the props on the edges. So I think that that, that adds a lot of value to the way the team can play. And I think that – Todd coming back from his Eddie Jones experience and Hayden Smith coming back from the Saracens experience. I think our restarts will be far more, far more cohesive and far more together. Now, when you do that, you have a platform to play from. Todd wants to play running rugby. In order to play running rugby, you have to play it from a platform. And I think that those platforms are going to get stronger and stronger as time goes on. Defensively, the U.S. has made some <clears throat> has made some strides in the fact that they're doing a lot more double tackling. They're recognizing situations better. They're knowing when to play soft and they're knowing when to hammer and blitz. So I <clears throat> I think that I think that that's coming along, and and that's only going to get better with practice and game time together. So you know now you have the foundation of a pretty good team. Uh, Todd brought in the score to try technique. In, in, in the contact area from South Africa. And I think that that is going to help generate quick ball. And w- where America is lacking a little bit now is having a long kicking game. But where America has gotten significantly better over the past year is in their counterattack game. You know, I, I, thought, that, I thought that Emmerich Z and Wiles played extremely well against Russia and, 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 and essentially won the game for the United States. So I think that that's only going to get better as well. I think with the return of Swearing, they're going to have a, a, a few decisions. Um, they're going to get with Swearing coming back. They're going to get a bit more speed in the midfield. And then what's going to what what it's really going to come down to is you want to talk about the American style of play. We have to play running rugby in order to win, but we can't play too much rugby in inappropriate areas. We have to play territory when territory is on, and we have to play running rugby when running rugby is on. But we can't just play territory and hammer the ball back to four guys standing there. We've got to move people and, and, and make the defenses have to have people in positions that they don't want to be. You want to get them where they have a prop back. You want to, get, you know, you want to be able to, to create mismatches and, 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 and take advantage of those mismatches. So I think that, that those things are going to start to come. And whereas America has done very well, and, and, and has made some progress. The November internationals, I think that they, they're going to want to come away with the two test victories for sure and at least a good performance against Scotland Day. And I think that that's a target game, and, and it would be really amazing for them to come back with a sweep. A, a lot of it's going to have to do with injury situations at that time, but the players should be relatively well rest, rested, and they should be fit, and they should be strong, and hopefully they're getting the mental aspect of the game right. But what I say by appropriate there's a time to offload, and there's a time that it's forced. We can't force the ball. There's a time to recycle. There's a time to kick. There's a t- you know, th- that's, what, that's what I mean, and that's where we have to get better. And, and, I, and I think we put in a, a three-pod system, at, uh, more 
it's not exactly the French system, but it's 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 along those lines uh, with with a little bit of a hybrid that I'm I'm not gonna sit and explain right now. It, it it's very similar to what the AC does, but I think that recognizing when it's appropriate to do things, when it's appropriate to blitz in defense, and when it's appropriate to play soft, when it's ap- appropriate to jam and it's appropriate to go man up, when it's appropriate to double tackle and contest the ball, and when it's appropriate to fan out. Those are the things that are going to be critical in our success moving forward and our success in the World Cup. And it's a matter, as Todd said, getting 15 players on the same page and not panicking. Because pressure really only happens, and this is Chuck Noel from the, from the Steelers, pressure really only happens when you don't know what you're doing. And right now they're learning a system, so there is a little bit of pressure. But in 14 months' time, they should have it down, and then the pressure will be relieved. And without pressure, players like Todd, players like Hayden, players like Wiles, players like Z, players like, like Petri and Volney and, and, and Nesse and all those guys are going to be able to – they're going to be able to control a game. And I think that that's what they're looking – where they're looking to get to. And I, and I don't know, Todd, do you agree with that? Uh, do you think I'm a little out off the wall there? No, 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 absolutely. I mean, uh, every, everything you said is, is, is spot on. You know, you, you got to play percentage rugby. And, you know, running it out of your 22, you know, 80% of the time is, is, is not, you know, not percentage playing rugby, no matter what team you're playing, you know, playing against or playing for. Um, so, yeah, no, exactly right with, uh, you know, you just got to play heads up smart rugby. The, the thing also is that you and McKenzie were saying um, not too long ago that you do have to run the ball and you do have to be able to play rugby in your own half because when you give it back to them, when you kick the ball away, it's so hard to get the ball back at times. There are times when you just can't get it back. So you have to be comfortable and confident to be able to play rugby in your own half. You have to be comfortable and confident that when they kick to you and you have an opportunity, you have a go. And the guys have to know, and, 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 and Talks was telling me over the weekend that they have a good, a good kick chase thing that they've been doing whatever, with the team that is where the kick chase is on and they're really uh, rotating back and, and, and getting kind of a systematic approach to that where they can get a bit more support so that they can run the ball so that it doesn't become aerial ping-pong. And aerial ping-pong games are games that we're probably not going to come out on top in. I, I don't see us adding 20 meters to the length of the kick over the next 14 months and, and or 20 meters relative to what the other teams are, are able to accomplish. So I think that they're trying to put in a system where you can play running rugby and – you know, we are going to have to take chances. We're, you know, we're not going to beat teams by running our battering ram into their brick wall, especially when they're fully professional. So we're going to have to figure out a way to get ourselves in the space. And when we get in the space, we have to finish the job. And I think that that's a little bit of where the France game, we got ourselves in the space and then we just didn't necessarily chase it down. We're a little bit loose with the passing, a little bit loose with our hands. And, and those types of things, that can all get tightened up relatively quickly. Like, you know, a lot of times when – like if you make a break and support, Todd, a lot of times guys will, will run 8, 10 yards wide of you calling for the ball. But the, the defenders have now cut off the passing lane and you whip – you have to – in order to get the ball away, you have to put a pass over the top. And then it's not necessarily – 
a great a great option. Whereas if the support runner ran close to you and ran more off your hip, you'd be able to come through a defender and make that pass and that player would be put away. It's those little things, the recognition of those opportunities that players need to understand. They need to understand that when they offload, if you get through contact and your hands are free, you can offload. But when you're in contact and, you, and, and you're in, in a pile, just to chuck a ball back to a guy doesn't necessarily put him into a better position. So those are, those are little things that we can, that, that can take away some of those 50-50s and turn them into like 90-10s. And if we turn our offloading game into a 90-10 offload or an 80-20 offload, it's a lot better than a 50-50 game, then we'll be able to take advantage of some opportunities. Because at the end of the day, we are going to have to win scoring tries. If we're trying to travel by, by threes, it, it's going to be difficult. And Todd, uh, in regards to structure, you were going to be playing a pretty structured game there. I can guarantee it if it's an Eddie Jones team. Yeah, we, we, we've uh, they, they've been working hard for for a couple months now, and you know I've just joined in and and have, have been in part of two two sessions, and uh, you know we we we've got the plays, uh, everybody's got the plays down. I have the te- uh, team sheet and learning all of it, and uh, you know it, it's ex- it, this that that's in English. I got the English version of it, so you know not too uh, not too difficult. But uh, but yeah no I mean I, I mean everybody knows their role and and everybody has a job and you know everybody knows what they're doing for two to three phases depending on the call and uh, you know that's that's exactly right I mean obviously things change when there's a line break or a drop ball um, but uh, you know all goes to plan you know which is uh, not difficult moves for three phases you know I, I can tell you where that prop's going to go I can tell you where that uh, blindside flanker or or, or, or all the players, they they all know what they're doing and know know what the role is. So it's uh, you know that, I think that's really important. Sorry, Bruce? I got a question. Yeah. I got a a quick question, uh, kind of off topic a little bit. Sevens, is it over? Not, I mean, not over, over, but is it is it on hiatus through the World Cup for you probably? Yeah, you know, uh, the biggest thing, um, you know, signing this contract in Japan is uh, is my focus is the, you know, 2011 World Cup in New Zealand. And, uh, you know, I, I, I was working around with other schedules and, and contracts, and uh, this one just fit fit the most, uh, fit the bill. It just has me playing just the amount, uh, right amount of games, releases me for all the international stuff, camps and test matches, tours, everything like that. Um, and, uh, and, and it just, and it just prepares me and, and, uh, and I know the uh, Japanese here are fit, fit, fit. And, you know, uh, the, there's nothing better than playing rugby fit and, and playing in on the world stage. So, uh, so I'm definitely looking forward to the world cup and, uh, you know, that, that's on the mind and I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, playing some good, playing some good rugby here. And the other thing about your environment that you're in is there's the international exposure you, you, within a small group. I mean, there's such an international flavor in the teams in Japan, isn't there? Yeah, no, it's uh, you know, there there is. You know, we have a, we have a couple good uh, big name fo- uh, foreigners on this side, and then we ha- and then uh, Toshiba is just down the road from us has a, has a few more, and we've gotten together with those guys. 
uh, the foreigners. So I think it's a tight community here, and uh, you know, from what I've what I've gotten from it is uh, people really enjoy it. You know, it's uh, you know, life is different, but you know, life is what you make it, and and uh, you know, I, I can tell already that it's a uh, you know, it's a big change from uh, from back home in California, and it's a even bigger change in in life in South Africa. But uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to make the most of it, and, and I and I can tell you know it's uh, it's going to be an adventure, and, and uh, I'm going to I'm just going to be thrilled and, and, and take every day as it is, and uh, and live it up. Last one from me before I hand it back to Bruce to wind it up, uh, and we always appreciate your time, Todd. And I know you're very very busy, but I wanted to ask you: uh, Do the players know much about the game in America, and and, and do they respect where your background is? Are you, are you talking about the the players in Japan or yeah, South the, Africa? Yeah, the play, the players in Japan in particular, and and even the foreign players are in Japan. Yeah, I mean everybody has an interest on rugby uh, in in America. Like everybody on the outside, they they they're asking questions, and you know I get that everywhere I go in the world. It's sort of like how's rugby coming along, you know, and and, and there's the questions, and you talk for you can talk for hours on it. And uh, you know it's it's sad it's sad when I and, and I report saying yeah there is no money into it like people want to come like you know big names you know great rugby players would love to come to the states if uh, if if they can make you know half as much as they're making somewhere else just for the experience you know you know American uh, people people ask questions of how it is being in California how it is in New York how it is in you know Chicago all the all these major cities. People are asking about it and sort of like, is there rugby there? I'm like, yeah, there's rugby there, but you know, you, you just can't make a living. It's not like you can bring your family over there and uh, you know live like you're living right now. So uh, you know, the questions are always asked, but uh, you know, it's sadly, sadly, as of rugby in America, it's just uh, you know, we're just we're just not uh, not at the height as as the rest of the world. Todd, can you tell us some of the bigger name foreign players that are playing in Japan with you, either on your club or, or on on any of the other clubs there? I know you've only been there six days, but... <laughs> yeah, no, I'm uh, like, you know, our, our, probably our most well-known player on, on Centauri is uh, George Gregan, uh, the former Wallaby captain, scrum half. Um, he's here. We have uh, Tusi Pisi uh, from New Zealand. We played with uh, North... I actually played with him in North Harbour and his brothers, and he played with the Blues. And he uh, came over last year. Before that, he was in Toulon. Um, you know, great player, number ten and, and center. Um, uh, just signed here uh, recently is uh, Peter Hewitt from uh, from Australia. He came over from uh, the London Irish, and uh, so we're, so we're actually on the same page. We we're, we got here about a couple of days separate. So um, you know, we've been spending a lot of time together, uh, getting the lay of the land right. Um, but you know the list goes on. There, there, there's several, several uh, you know great, great players uh, in in all the teams, and uh, you know it's just just something that uh, interests uh, foreigners that come to Japan to uh, to experience something new, and you know, and and, and the contracts aren't uh, aren't too bad either. So you know, no one's complaining there. Well, that's that's maybe maybe Bronco will have you and Peter Hewitt on the international show to discuss uh, to discuss what's going on. I, I think that that he's he's a he's a, a a welcome guest that you have quite often there, Bronx. So maybe yeah. Todd and Peter can be together. Now, hey Todd, I got I got one last question on the rugby front, and then I have a, a question on the food front. Um, <laughs> question on the rugby front. Number eight. Is it something that? they're looking at you doing is it something that you're looking at you doing 
And not only being a weapon off the back of the scrum or, or being able to be the guy who makes a decision in, 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 uh, in the contact areas, the second guy on defense, but also being a guy who is back there taking kicks. And when you're back there taking kicks with the likes of Wiles and Z and you, that, that counterattack on the Eagles becomes pretty formidable, especially with you back there with them because they get a big body that's an option and a guy who has a tremendous amount of speed out of the back row. Is that something you're looking at, or, or are you looking more as being a six or a seven over there? Yeah, uh, I just have to look at all the other um, you know combinations that we have uh, um, at the Eagles. And uh, you know, at the end of the day, I don't think it's my decision. I think it's uh, Eddie O'Sullivan's. But uh, you know, I'm 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 interested in playing six, seven, eight. Uh, but again, it, it just it just depends on you know who's uh, who's playing uh, playing well and what what position they're playing and you know I'll slot in to uh, to wherever I'm needed. Um, you know I'm comfortable at uh, six. I'm very comfortable at seven. And uh, if we have a strong uh, scrum, I'm I'm very comfortable at number eight as well. Uh, yeah, I, I actually meant more in Japan. Are, are they going to give you a look at, or is it the same kind of thing? Eddie Jones is going to tell you where you're playing, and you're just going to shut up and put your jersey on. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I mean, it, it's strict. It's straight to business. Uh, you know, that's what I like to think of it when I when I play rugby. And 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 at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what uh, what number I have on the back of my jersey. Um, I'll, I'll go out and give it my all. Um, I don't know exactly. I think he uh, has has me looking on the side of the scrums, and then uh, probably uh, you know maybe second half going to lock. Uh, that's been the, the L word that has been uh, mentioned. So I grinded my teeth and knocked it, and I said okay, looking forward to it, and uh, and that was that. So it'll be interesting. You know, close season. Uh, when All right. All right, so you're starting to fade out a bit there, Todd. So we better wrap it up, uh, Bruce. Sorry about your your food question, but we'll come to back come back that to a later show. Todd, thanks for joining us. Good luck and good luck with the recovery and uh, good luck with the Japanese. Yeah, thanks very much, and uh, and uh, I'll, I'll glad to come on again. Oh, you're back. You're back. Wait, wait, yeah. a, wait a second. Todd's back. He mentioned that he may be the L word, a uh, lock. Yeah. But one of the, one of the things, actually, that's where the game's going. They're playing a five back row offense, and and I think it's I think it's good for rugby, um, and the five back row defense for that matter. Uh, one one question now that you're there, sushi. Have you tried the sushi yet? Yeah, I've tried the sushi. I think uh, every single day that I've been here, I've been dominating it. So uh, <laughs> I'm pretty pretty pumped on the food so far. A lot of noodles, a lot of pork, a lot of sushi. So uh, so I'm a happy man, and 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 I have a big belly. Uh, not a big belly, but you know, when I'm going in the st- uh, stores, you know, and and, and and sushi restaurants, I'm I'm, I'm taking the, I'm taking them down. <laughs> well, I'll tell you that. Well, the next time, the next time we're in New York, Todd, we're, we're going to skip the steakhouse and we're going to the sushi places because I'm a big sushi Ooh. fan too, and I do have a big belly, believe it or not, <laughs> and it hasn't gotten any smaller. Oh dear! <laughs> All right, Todd, thanks for joining us. We appreciate your time. Good luck uh, in the uh, next period of time as you prepare for the season, because uh, once you get underway, that Japanese season is all too short. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, it's uh, again, and that's why I'm trying to get back as soon as possible because it is uh, it's over before you know it, and you know, uh, you know, we're we're one of the favorites in the competition. So hopefully, uh, we can live up to it and uh, and, and do well. 
All right. And Bruce, uh, thanks for rejoining us again on the show. It's been great to speak to you again uh, Tuesday morning when we grab you. But I'll sort of say Monday, uh, Tuesday morning, I should say. Yeah, Tuesday morning when we grab you. But uh, we look forward to uh, seeing how Todd goes. And we'll be back on deck again next week with a new show. Excellent. Good luck, Todd. It was really nice talking to you. And that's thanks, it. Thanks, my man. Thanks. Thanks, Todd. Thanks, Bruce. That is it for Rugger Matrix USA, episode 26. We'll speak to you next week.